Yes. yes. It's a pen with music. Sorry. <laughs> What was that? That is an Australian Australian rules football pen. That's a pen that makes music. Yeah, of the club, the club music. Oh, of course, Australians invented that. Let's 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 get lyrical. Some lyrical, I can get so lyrical. This is lyric. Kicking lyrics from my two friends. With Carice and Daniel. <laughs> so what are yeah. we uh what are we doing today? What's the theme? The theme is youth and in the broadest youth. sense of the word. Yeah, it's a good theme. I, I I'm kind of feeling like well, I was thinking maybe we do songs about cheating. Cheating as in cheating on somebody, like adultery, like you know, having extracurricular affairs. Because yeah. I Well, only because I just I I just found out about your other podcast. Oh Jesus! Oh, I knew you were going to say something like this. Is there something you want to tell me, Carice? <laughs> oh God! Okay, podcast. I don't know if you've noticed, but that this is the new medium. This is like writing an article, right? Oh, it's the it's the new polyamory. Everyone's everyone's exactly. doing everyone's doing it with everybody. Well, It's you know what problem. good news is that one is in Dutch, <laughs> which. Is you just know it's a throat disease to American audiences or to English speaking <laughs> audiences, so they won't they won't tune in, and uh, it has nothing most, to do with lyrics. Most extramarital extra affairs, next extra Maryland, most extramarital affairs you could get a throat disease from. Nice one, <laughs> nice one. Um, yes, that is true. I I am. I am podcasting away. I started a podcast with my best friend. That's awesome. What's um, it about? And what's it called? And what's it about? It's called Men Up. Well, we 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 started a, a production company a few years ago called Men Up, and um, female feminist feminist company called Men Up. And um, this is one of the, our new ventures. You know, we made it. We made a television series, and we created a, a film. And now this is our. And we made a book together. So we worked together a lot, apart from being friends. Yeah. And so this is our new thing. It's just, you know, old anecdotes and just talking about menopause and all the fun things. Not not just menopause, but just, you know, um, life, themes, theater, films, but also practical tips about cheese and how to get rid of cheese. And anyway... You can't listen to it anyway. I can. I can tell you. Could you get any you, more? Could you get any more Dutch? It is kind of wild that uh, you know. Even the word menopause has us in it. Men. Oh. Jesus Christ. We're everywhere. Men. Oh, pause. This is not <laughs> your time. <laughs> exactly. Back off. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm not quite there yet. I, I'm happy to say. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, you're going to do it's it in style. Ride. Whenever it happens, you're going to do it in, in <laughs> high style. It's so fucking unfair. Oh, man. Anyway, let's not yeah. go there. Let's not go there. Just yet. All right, cool. Well, wishing you all the best with this this new podcast in this other language. Hope everyone, <laughs> everyone in Holland, we have a lot of Dutch listeners, so I hope they – that's awesome. I'm glad you're branching out. I'm really happy for you. I – I am. I, I really just want you to be happy in this. But it's funny because when you said 
adultery and like cheating. I thought, you know, you're talking about, you know, cheating on, on another person. I was like, that is actually a good, there's so many songs about oh, that. Oh, totally. Well. No, no, no. We, like, we'll... so we should go there at some points. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, so yeah, many yeah. already popping up in my head. But anyway, let's park that for now. Talking about more innocent days. Right. Youth is the topic. And uh, Let's Get Lyrical with Carice and Daniel is the podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode eight. For folks who are just tuning in, this is a show where the two of us, Carice and myself, talk about song lyrics a lot. We have different themes. We have uh, Sometimes we have special guests. And in fact, I think now would be a good time to announce it since this show, we're recording this on Thursday. It's going to come out on Monday, which means that if you're listening on Monday, the day it comes out, Tomorrow, February 28th, is going to be our second ever lyrical live stream with a special guest. And I think it's about time we let the people know who that is. How, how shall we uh, let them know? We... I'll just say it. I'll just say it. It's Leanne Rhymes. It's Leanne Rhymes? Leanne Rhymes. It is Leanne Rhymes. It, 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 it is her. Leanne it's her. Rhymes. Leanne Rhymes. Leanne Rhymes. It actually she... is her. Yeah, yeah. And she does rhyme in her songs. But rhymes she's coming with on. what? Uh, there's all kinds you're of rhymes the, you're in the, songs. You're the poets. You're the lyricists. Rhymes with limes. Rhymes with chimes. Rhymes with grimes. Crimes. Elon, grimes, yeah. E primes, yeah. Elon Musk's ex-wife, Grimes. <laughs> I'm going to ask Leanne if she's related to Busta Rhymes, the rapper. No. Oh, Busta Rhymes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they could be. They could be related. But yeah, Leanne Rhymes, multi-platinum country pop superstar um she's sung in a whole lot of different genres is a lover of music obviously as well as a creator of it and uh, we're going to be talking about lyrics leanne loves we're just going to grill her about who are your favorite lyrics uh lyricists who are your favorite lyrics what are your favorite lyrics it's early here i'm stumbling all over my words it's okay but i'm really uh it's amazing to have someone of her uh her stature join our little show and Plus, she was one of our first sort of um, listeners, almost. She reacted really, really soon to our yeah, to yeah, our yeah, yeah. She was she was like one of our earliest uh, followers on Instagram. Very, very supportive. Yeah. So, yeah. looking looking forward to speaking with Leanne. Um, and if you have questions for Leanne Rhymes that you want us to ask, and it's and you're listening on Monday the twenty seventh, why don't you send us an email at Let's get lyrical pod at gmail.com or better yet, become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash let's get lyrical. Carice, I know I told you that I was going to let you do the, the plugging and the flogging and the, and the selling, but you can do that next time. Uh, uh, yeah, because we won't sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> Five bucks a month gets you extended bonus episodes. This episode here will be even much longer uh, as a Patreon subscriber. Like, I don't know, probably half an hour, 45 minutes of extra content, extra songs, extra coverage, extra analysis, custom playlists for every uh, episode and um, special privileges to like ask questions of our live stream guests and stuff like that. So we'd love to have you supporting the show, but whoever you are, wherever you're listening, thanks for joining us. We're talking about youth today. So how was yours <laughs> in a nutshell? Well, well, I mean, one interesting question is where does youth start and begin? Because when I was thinking about it, 
I was thinking about some songs that were about really little kids. And I was like, no, let's save those. They're like, let's do an episode about songs about babies. Like as infancy is a thing and childhood is a thing. But when I think about youth, I kind of think of, I'm interested to know how you define it, but I'm thinking of like, not quite. When I think of my youth, I think of guess like prepubescent into pubescent years looking into young adulthood, like looking forward to adulthood, starting to think about what life is going to be like. So it's a time of expectations and assumptions and imaginations and worries and fears and concerns and misgivings. That's how I think about my youth. And it was, uh, if I had to sum up one word, it was uh, confusing. And if I had to choose another word, I'd say complicated. Ah, shit. I wanted to get that one as well. (laughs) Um, I was also thinking youth probably between sort of 12 and 17. That was sort of my um, goal to talk about, I guess. Cool. Well, maybe I'll start with a song. Yeah. What was that? No, because I'm just, I guess listeners are dying to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's time that we we get into it. Um, Let me start with a song I think that's, sweet and uh and poignant about growing up uh and and a child's feelings about growing up and this is the first tom waits song i ever heard um, oh wow called i don't want to grow up i don't want to grow up i'm choice record mm-hmm. yeah it's from his 1991 album bone machine which mm-hmm. is my favorite album by him and uh, I think I've got a video here with the lyrics on it, so we'll let's uh, let's play it and talk about it. Such a great video, too. Yeah, great video. Yeah. Let's take a look at the lyrics. When I'm lying in my bed at night, I don't want to grow up. Nothing ever seems to turn out right. I don't want to grow up. I just love the the repetitiveness of it. It's just such a mm-hmm. beautiful, simple little form, you know? How do you move in a world of fog that's always changing things? Makes me wish that I could be a dog. When I see the price that you pay, I don't want to grow up. I don't ever want to be that way. I don't want to grow up. I love this line. Seems like folks turn into things that they'd never want. (laughs) You know, like a kid. What I love about this song is this is a kid looking out at the adult world being like, they're telling me this is where I'm going. So let me take a look and see what it's like. Does it live up to what, like they turn into things that they would never want to. Why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, what mm-hmm. is this thing they're trying to sell me? The only thing to live for is today. Well, that's the good point. That, that's a good point. I mean, the sad thing is, I think that in a sane world, we would be able to grow up and remember that the only thing to live for is today. Like, I think it's only in a certain kind of world 
that mm. growing up means forgetting the deepest, wisest, truest things about being a human being. Like that's a fucked up culture. Yes. And especially, you know, I, I, I can't really relate because I don't, I feel like I'm still, because I also chose the profession of an actor. So I'm playing all my life. So right. I'm way more connected to that child. But if you go, yes, you go into banking. I mean, that's a bit of a cliche, but you know, all of a sudden you're a grown up. Yeah. That is a, something is very, <laughs> it's very far from what you were when you were a child, I guess, you know, with res responsibilities and the, the way you, you have to feel like you need to act. Um, yeah, well, you and me both. I mean, I chose a life that's very unconventional and I don't have any kids and you you have a son, so you have that responsibility. You've had to make adult choices around that, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But you hear people talk about adulting or adulting, I guess, that, you know, it's this American term for like, it's it's a slightly kind of uh, self-deprecating term for like, oh shit, I got to do the grown-up thing now. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I sometimes forget that people are doing a lot more adulty kind of things than I have to do. But yeah, job, um, being a good citizen, uh, uh, marriage, which in this song doesn't look like a very good idea. When I see my parents <laughs> fight, I don't want to grow up. They all go out drinking all night and I don't want to grow up. There's a great lyrical device here that just kind of makes you smile where he just extends the rhyme over and over again. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to have to shout it out. I don't want my hair to fall out. I don't want to be filled with doubt. I don't want to be a good boy scout. I don't want to have to learn to count. I don't want to have the biggest amount. I don't want to mm -hmm. grow up. It's very, there's a real um, effect to that where the list just keeps getting longer and longer and the mm -hmm. overwhelm of it and the weight of those, um, those expectations and those fears. But yeah, I, I still don't want to put no money down, get me a big old loan, work my fingers to the bone. Like I, I'm only now starting to even think about, like I'm living in my first one bedroom apartment right now mm -hmm. and I'm renting. And then in the past few years since, you know, I signed the book contract, I'm like, oh, maybe I might own a home someday. But I haven't had to think mm. about that stuff. But a lot of people do. And a lot of people have to think about it really early. Yeah. But also, also you know, I live in a grown-up house with, you know, grown-up things. And and I can feel it like a child in my own grown-up life. Hmm. Like, wow, did I really get here? Like, I, I'm supposed to be a grown-up, but I, I'm not really. Yeah. Um, so that that's also sometimes very... Um, gives me a bit of anxiety that I feel like I need to be somewhere where I'm not or where I, where I will never be. <laughs> well, I think we can safely say that if you haven't grown up yet, it's probably oh, okay. That's not going to come. You, yeah. You're probably okay. Like, like you made it this far. Like mm. you probably, you probably have grown up. It just didn't, it just doesn't feel the way maybe you thought it might or that, or that you've been told it should. Cause clearly like in this song, you have an idea of what growing up, should be and it's more rigid and constrained than your concept of yourself mm -hmm. there's some fear that you're doing it wrong or something i have that sometimes but then i think yeah maybe this is what because 
I could also ask a question, well, in what ways have I grown up? And I put that to you, like, forget all the like, stereotypically adult things that this kid is imagining, you know, mm -hmm. the ability and the rigidity. In what ways have you grown up? If you look back 20 years ago, 30 years ago, what's changed? I want to, I want to, I want to come up with a whole list, but I'm quite, I'm pretty quiet now. Um, I have to think about that question, honestly, because the other, you know, when I was in um, LA before, it was also scary for me to, to notice how quick, to notice how quickly I went back to kids life as if, as if I was, you know, on my own again, as if I never had a child's, you know, buying one person food things, making a fucking mess in the, in the house, not feeling any responsibility to clean it up, but, but keep looking at it and be like, ah, oh, what a mess. But also don't, I didn't have the, that sort of, come on, just, you know, just take care of yourself a bit. So I, I, I was a bit surprised that I, that I hadn't come that far. A mental note to self. Um, don't, don't turn your camera around so Carice can see what your kitchen looks like right now, Daniel. Because I actually, I'm 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 looking to hire like a cleaner to to come in here like twice a month to help me out because I'm I'm not good with that stuff at all. I'm just not. It's not important enough to me. And I know it makes no. a difference. I know it may. So for me, growing up, actually, you know, me growing up looks like saying, mm -hmm. you know what, it's not important enough to me to like keep the place really clean myself, but it's important enough to me to like prioritize having someone come help me with it, and I'm gonna mm -hmm. like which I would not have done up until now. Like it wasn't, I wouldn't have recognized that it has a consequence for my well-being. I wouldn't have been able to prioritize. And I do think that part of growing up is about being able to prioritize things and weigh your desires versus your intentions and have a short-term view and a medium-term view and a long-term view and to be able to act in alignment with what really matters to you without, mm -hmm. which doesn't mean, oh, I'm never going to have pleasure again, or I'm never going to, it's just about knowing what is this for? What is that for? And, and ultimately what am I, what am I going for in my life? And I would say that even five years ago, I was a lot less grown up in terms of just knowing myself, knowing what makes me happy knowing what fulfills me and being willing to make choices based on that. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of growing up that I enjoy doing because that's yeah. the kind of growing up that by definition gets me closer to being the person that I want to be as opposed mm -hmm. to the kind of the idea of growing up that is contained in this song, which if this is what growing up is, I don't want to do it either. Ever. No, exactly. It's not, it's it's not a good sell. It's not a good pitch. You know, it's, it's a terrible sell. It's about getting further away from yourself. It's about meeting yeah. other people's expectations. I don't see any good reason, frankly, to do that if I have a choice in the matter, you know? But mm -hmm. the kind of growing up that means leaving behind some of my childish resistances, because resisting responsibility is just as immature as blindly assuming it. You know what I'm saying? Like a blind no is 
mm-hmm. not much more empowering than a blind yes. So growing up in mm-hmm. the sense of, okay, no, I can, I can, you know, same thing with like my diet right now. Would I rather be eating pasta? Yeah, I guess. But I'm actually in a grown up way that I never would have had in the past enjoying the rigor of complying with a diet that's like designed to help my body reset so that I can feel more youthful for longer and keep living because I'm doing so many things in my life these days that I love doing and I've created this life and I want to have a body that'll support me in doing that for a long time. So growing up means keeping that in mind while I'm giving up short-term things that have been short-term pleasurable in the past, you know, putting one thing aside in, in the name of something else. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess where I feel more grown up than, you know, let's say 14, 15, 16 years old yeah, or, or even in in my twenties or or even thirties is that I don't, I don't necessarily identify so much anymore with my thoughts that I, uh, or with what I feel. Um, I do recognize the, the ebb and the flow. Is that, is that the word? Is that a word? Yeah, now the, exactly. The, the ebb and the flow. That every, yeah, that it comes and goes, it comes and mm-hmm. goes, it comes and goes. So the fact that there is a rhythm, there is an actual rhythm is something that I, you don't, you don't know, know when you're young because you haven't experienced the waves yet. So you're just, everything that hits you is like, fuck, what's happening? And so, you know, and of course the, th- that also means that those experiences are more, extreme and and on both way in both ways yeah negative and positive and so i guess there is a, a little bit less of a of an excite an excitement there when something happens but but there's also more calm about knowing oh you know the, the the cliche of this too shall pass is is of course a a huge truth which and that's something that when you tell a young person they won't believe you because it feels like this is this is all there is. This moment is forever. Yeah. Okay. What's your first song? Oh well, it's a bit of a cliche, but I just thought, fuck it. They 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 they, you know, they can have a life. Uh, uh, Janice Ian at seventeen. Oh, lovely. You know, good old Janice. It's a long song though. I think it's like over four minutes, but that's fine. The Valentines I never knew The Friday night charades of youth Were spent on one more beautiful At seventeen I learned the truth And those of us with ravaged faces Lacking in the social graces My goodness it's such I a had, sad, sad song. It's such a sad song. Now, I think one of the reasons you you think of it as a long song, because it's actually not any longer than the average song we play on here, mm. but the structure of it makes it feel long because it's just this, it's like a wheel that keeps turning, first of all, rhythmically. Da, 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 that syncopated feel. And it just mm-hmm. is a long string of thoughts that keep going around and around with that very circular melody. And there's no escape, you mean? There's no, there's, it's, there's no escape. 
And mm. the tension between the sadness and the pain of the lyric and the smoothness and the jazziness and the and almost there's almost the, the melody da 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 it's almost like five or six notes in the melody and then there is in the bridge you know da 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 it goes higher there's a bit of release there but there's a lot of time spent in the song with no release of just going around and around in something that's very smooth and beautiful but but subdued subdued and sad given the content so it it makes the most of its time it, it's you know and and mm. and and the thought keeps building on itself and words like ravaged faces lacking in the social graces the friday night charades of youth every line is so sharp and mm-hmm. pointed and, and heavy as well and heavy 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 mm-hmm. so talk to me about uh your feelings about the song well i mean to be honest i when it goes further down in the song i there's some things that i feel like do i completely understand what they're saying you know is my english good enough do i really well, get what this is about let's 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 start at the top and then work our way mm-hmm. down see if we can figure it out cuz i've yeah. never i knew this song i didn't know it was by her i'd heard uh covers of it and i've certainly never listened to the lyrics i just know the melody right. yeah 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 right. so why don't you start us at the top yeah um, I learned the truth at 17 that love was meant for beauty queens and high school girls with clear skin smiles who married young and then retired. Yeah, so <laughs> obviously that's not her. <laughs> it's not. And the, 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 the devastating word in that was stanza to me, no, it's the fourth word, oh. truth. I learned yeah, the yeah. truth at yeah, 17 yeah, yeah. because – when you learn she never that, recovered from that. When you learn that, you learn it as the truth, not like, mm. ah, here's the social moray that most people are going to buy into, and it's just made up. No, you learn that it's the truth. Mm. And I remember what that was like, learning these so-called truths. Mm-hmm. I remember being mm-hmm. in college and having a, a, a girl friend of mine, not a girlfriend, but a girlfriend, who's still a very good friend of mine, and she's apologized to me for this. I was having troubles mm-hmm. with girls. I just wanted to like sleep around like the other guys. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to make out. I wanted to have some college fun the way you're supposed to. But mm-hmm. I was very serious. And she said, you know, Daniel, it's, it's, it's hard to say, but there, there are what I've, what, from what I've seen, there are boys who fuck and there's boys who don't fuck. And you're just one of the latter kind. And that just was just, that was the truth, you know, <laughs> like, but that just cut me goddamn truth that, that cut me to my balls like it was just such a gut punch you know so but this is her version of that you know <coughs> i learned the truth at 17 that love was meant for beauty queens devastating mm-hmm. devastating it's not for me yeah. and also you know uh you know there's a there's quite a bit of pathos in this song and sort of self-pity as well like yes it's the truth but it's there's no there's no she's quite dramatic you know and yes. but but at the same time this is also what this makes me makes this song for me so um painful because you you know i i feel like i wasn't maybe her but i also wasn't the high school girl with the clear skin smile like i felt mm. always in sort of in the middle i 
I have felt like I was an albino with no, you know, no offense, but uh, to that I felt like I had no expression. People didn't see me. I felt like a gray mouse. You know, I was sort of more completely neutral and sort of invisible, mm. but not like not like the ugly duckling that she's talking about, but also mm. not the not the high school princess either. Right. But I but I definitely connected to both of them. Like I was always sort of the the middleman. So I was always also a traitor for both parties. Um, An ally and a traitor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I but I have seen, but I have always connected and felt close to the bullies and the, you know, and the, the quiet ones and the people that were not coming, not getting along in this sort of system of the school. And I sort of bluffed my way through it with humor and whatever, but I was sort of a class clown, but... I've definitely have felt the pain of those other kids um, when I was young and I still do. And then you, you think of, you know, all these shootings in America of these kids right. that, you know, of course some of them have serious mental illnesses and God knows what, but it's mostly the, the kids that are not being recognized, you know? Yeah. And you're almost um, like, if I didn't have, the coping mechanisms that I have, if I wasn't as good at hiding as I am, that would be me. <laughs> like if I, well, yeah, you know, cause I don't have the, I don't have whatever it takes to be the beauty queen or in my case thought, you know, the high school quarterback stud or whatever. Mm. I do have this talent and this like charisma that keeps me like afloat. But then there's like <laughs> the loot, like the real loser kids. And I remember I was not nice to them. You, you, you know, really I, 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 I could, Yeah. Because I remember, because that was me, that was who I didn't yeah. want to be. Yeah, yeah. Part of me, yeah. I, part of me, I was pushing away. The Valentines I never knew. The Friday night charades of youth were spent on one more beautiful. At seventeen, I learned the truth. And then those of us with ravaged faces, lacking in the social graces, desperately remained at home, inventing lovers on the phone. That's such a terrific line. Yeah. Yeah. who called to say, come dance with me, and murmured vague obscenities. It isn't all it seems at 17. You know what song this reminds me of as I'm as I'm mm -hmm. reading these lyrics? It's very reminiscent of the first song you ever brought in on this podcast, The Divine Comedy, Lady of a Certain Age. I not, thought about that. Well. Not in yeah. content, but in the style, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the language of it and the rhythm of it and, you know, murmured vague obscenities. That's, yes, that sounds like true. something straight out of that song. Totally. Yeah, you're totally right. And also, I, I do feel the exact same, you know, when, when we stopped the, the song before, it's the exact same feeling of loneliness, of such mm -hmm. loneliness that, yes. that comes through. Um, and predetermination. I, like it was mm. always going to be this way because this is what is... This is, this is how it works. This is, what, this is what life is like for people like you. It's a social caste system. Yeah. yeah. And, and youth is when you learn those truths. When you find mm -hmm. out what team are you going to be drafted in? You know, she talks about not being picked for basketball. I do relate to that though. I wasn't picked either. No, no, no. Meaning, Obviously. Well, well, <laughs> I've met you. Not, neither of us are that tall. No. <laughs> but then she, yeah, um, she does, she does have some insight into the burdens of being the beauty queen, right? The rich relationed hometown queen marries into what she needs with a guarantee of company and haven for the elderly. Those are the perks. Those are the carrots that mm -hmm. are dangled. Mm -hmm. But 
remember those who win the game, lose the love they sought to gain in debentures of quality. I don't even know what debenture means. No, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know what that means. I'm going to look that up. I never want to leave, get, let a lyric go by where I don't learn a mm -hmm. new word. There is one. An unsecured loan certificate issued by a company backed by general credit rather than by specified assets. So it's like writing a check your ass can't catch, basically. Um, and and the uh, the financial language continues, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Their small town eyes will gape at you. So debentures of quality and dubious integrity. Their small town eyes will gape at you in dull surprise when payment due exceeds accounts received at 17. That's a little hard to parse. That's a little complicated. I don't understand that. Well, she's talking about racking up some kind of deficit. She's using a financial metaphor, right? So remember those who win the game, mm -hmm. lose the love they sought to gain. Win the game, lose the love they sought to gain. So the apparent winners actually are losing more than they're winning, mm -hmm. which creates a deficit, a debenture, or at mm -hmm. least uh, you have to pay that back somehow. You're, you're always scrambling to get back to even and dubious mm -hmm. integrity. It's not stable. It's not reliable. It's like a subprime mortgage loan that caused the market to collapse in 2008. Their small town eyes will gape at you in dull surprise when payment due. Well, let's just look examine. Let's just admire the craft of that. Their small town eyes will gape at you in dull surprise when payment due. That's almost like an Eminem lyric in terms of the rhymes that meet you all the way through it. Eyes gape you, dull surprise, payment due. The, you, know, mm -hmm. you notice how the, the, the mm -hmm. vowel sounds mm -hmm. match each other? But they'll gape at you in dull surprise when payment due exceeds re accounts received. I think what she's saying is these small town eyes, people who think she's got it all. Why isn't she happy? Because in small towns are where they're going to be most likely to buy into these cliches and these tropes and these stereotypes about winning and losing and Aren't you mm -hmm. satisfied with what you have? You're the winner. And they'll mm -hmm, be mm -hmm. shocked and amazed and confused and befuddled when actually it turns out that you were miserable all along underneath and the payment due exceeds accounts received, which means you're going bankrupt. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's extending that, that accounting financial metaphor all the way to the end and talking about some of the consequences of being the winner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's not like the song ends there. She keeps going on speaking about the losers. To so those of us who knew the pain of Valentine's that never came. Where dreams were all they gave for free to ugly duckling girls like me. We all play the game and when we dare to cheat ourselves at solitaire. Inventing lovers on the phone. Repenting other lives unknown. That's another example of rhymes sprinkled throughout the the line inventing repenting did you ever invent lovers on the phone did you ever make <laughs> up boyfriends in your mind no um no have you no no I, I feel like the modern version of that is like watching porn you know you're 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 fantasizing that someone is with you and in fact it's just it's all made up. It's something you're doing to soothe your own loneliness. Mm. Murmur vague obscenities. I, that's a terrific lyric. Mm 
Yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't want them to be too obscene. <laughs> you know, if you're a 17 year old ugly duckling girl, they just it's just no. dirty, just dirty yeah, enough. But then, when she when she really uses ugly girls like me, it's it's so sad. And, yeah. and you know, and we if we look at her, we probably won't even say that she's ugly. You know, she's she's actually not. In my, but but of course, I mean, I felt felt not as ugly as her, but I have definitely felt not beautiful or yeah, invisible or average or. Um, not special. Yeah. All right. Let's do something very different. All right. Uh oh, here we go again. Is it metal? No, it's not metal. I don't have any metal songs today. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm going to get you to love some metal by the time this podcast no. is. I know. I said I appreciate it. Uh, that, that's yeah. all. I will never listen to it, but I appreciate the the talks and the lyrics. And the art form. So this is a song by a a group that is like super modern or relatively modern. Uh, they're called the 1975, which is the year I was born. Mm -hmm. But they're a British group and they're like young millennials or Zoomers. I'm not exactly sure uh, how old they are. I can look it up. Uh, but they wrote a song about about today's youth and I find it fascinating. It's a fascinating kind of self-portrait uh, of the, the youth culture today from the perspective mm -hmm. of people who are a lot younger than me. Um, so let's check it out. It's called Love It If We Made It and I got to give a shout out to my friend Callie from my acting class. We were walking home last night because we live in the same neighborhood and uh, I was like, I'm doing this episode tomorrow with with Carice about youth. Can you, you, you're you're younger than me. Can you? You got your ear to the street. What are the kids listening to? And she's like, Well, I'll check out this song. And I was like, Yeah, I've heard this. This is really good. But I never looked at the lyrics. And um, I think uh, I think it's got I think it's uh, pretty insightful about being youth in the 21st century. But let's see. Great. I love that song. Isn't that great? It's from the album, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, uh, it is also, you know, as much as I really like the music and the, the, the vibe of it, it's also a very depressing. It and is. Fuck me. I mean, it's it just, is. Uh, and it makes me feel bad. It makes me as if I feel personally responsible. Like I feel like, you know, also because maybe because I'm a mother, I'm like, what, what world am I sending my son into? It's the it's this it's the boomer's fault. Wait another wait another <sighs> ten years, and then you can blame yourself for the for the depressed youth anthems that come out. Then you didn't do this. This is not on. This is no, not. No, I know. No, but I mean, maybe it's because I have a young. Son. I mean, I I chose to yeah. be a mother. You know, this my son is going to live live in this world. Yeah. 
Anyway. Actually, there are people our age who have kids in their teens. What am I talking about? I'm I'm much older than I think. So uh, the 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 chorus is I'd love it if we made it, but what I love as a structural um, recurring thread throughout the song is the way each chorus is set up with the line modernity has failed us. Mm. Every verse is gearing towards modernity has failed us and I'd love it if we made it. Which it's it's like got a, like a tiny like sliver of hope but think of that I'd love it if we made it. That would be really nice yeah. if our if our yeah. generation yeah yes that would be that would be great. So what are the so what are the prospects really? The lyrics are written in some ways stylistically almost like hip hop lyrics. There's just kind of a flow to it. It's almost free associative. Uh, we find out the information, access all the applications that are hardening positions based on miscommunication. So fuck your feelings. Mm-hmm. Truth is only hearsay. We're just left to decay. Modernity has failed us, and I'd love it if we made it. Um, he he quotes Trump later on. Right. Consultation, degradation, fossil fueling, masturbation, immigration, liberal kitsch. I like that he takes it. It's that it's not just a shot at the conservatives. He's seeing the whole culture war as kitschy, mm-hmm. liberal mm-hmm. kitsch, kneeling on a pitch. Well, you know who he's referring to there? No. Colin Kaepernick. The football player, the American football player who took an How knee- should I know this person? Well, didn't you see the American, the, the black American football player with the big afro who took a knee during the national anthem? And w- there was a huge uh, outrage about it that he wouldn't stand for the national anthem. He took a knee rather to protest pr- police brutality during the George Floyd protests and even before, I think. Oh, well, I, I, sorry, I missed that, but good right. on well, him. But he's using the European uh, terminology, kneeling on a pitch. We don't say football pitch in, in North America, but no. uh, and then. Immediately afterwards, he switches to a Trump quote. I moved on her like a bitch. That's what Trump said in his Access Hollywood tape and the grab him by the pussy tape. Mm -hmm. Excited to be indicted, unrequited house with seven pools. Thank you, Kanye. Very cool. The war has been incited. And guess what? You're all invited and you're famous. Modernity has has failed us. And I'd love it if we made it. It's neat. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. I like the self-awareness and I get that a lot about kids. Smart kids. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like uh, these younger generations, cause we're a couple of Xers here, right? You're, you and I are Gen <laughs> Xers basically. We grew up on the breakfast club and, uh, and, and 1980s culture. Um, kids these days are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. And it goes back to that great, maybe the greatest lyric ever written about youth by David Bowie. In changes, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And these children that you spit on as they try to change their world are immune to your consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. Well, maybe these kids will be okay. Or maybe they won't, but we can't <laughs> but we can't but we can't say that they're fools. Oh no. No, 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 no. I I I think I've learned along the sort of few years past few years that that assumption is definitely not right. That it, they it's are. always wrong. 
it's yeah. in every generation it's wrong yeah. To, to, yeah. To, to write off the next generation. And yet it's so easy to fall into. Yeah. It's so easy to fall into. That's what my parents did as well, of course. Like of course every it generation. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Our parents' yeah. parents did it to them. Yeah. And our parents' parents, are, or, or at least our parents' generations, are the one, ones that had the, the motto, never trust anyone over 30. You know, it, <laughs> and then they got over 30. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that so tempting to just decide that ours was the last self-aware, cool generation who, who understood? I think because you, because you start, you start losing the connection and you start thinking that, that it's not how you know it. So therefore it's wrong. I don't know. I mean, I, I, uh, that's part of it. I wonder if it's also part of it is also the guilt you were talking about is we don't want to, we don't want to look at the full humanity of these kids dealing with mm. the world that we helped to create. Mm. So we sort of write them off and in a sense, blame them for their own problems. Mm. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. We should respect the youth. Yeah. What do you got I next? I got, well, it, it, funny enough, I have a, a song that, sort of has something to do with this song for, for a reason, but at, at the same time, it doesn't, I don't know. There's this, I will just tell your you choices. Your choices always have something to do with it, even if it comes at it from a, from a side angle. So trust yourself. Yeah, maybe. Um, thanks. Uh, the, it's the, the new radicals. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, get what you give. I, you know what? It's very well paired with this song. I think you could put the, these two on a tasting menu together. And this is I, this is then the dessert, the sweet dessert. <laughs> sure, but, but but right, but but right. So, but this song I think is in the tradition of that song. It you know yeah. with a kind of a kind of slightly sarcastic, ironic, very um, insistent melody that doesn't doesn't really move at all listing different celebrities it's an inc i mean it's uncanny actually i'm so mm -hmm. glad you chose that that's whew. and right. it but it has a bit of a it has a well although this has a sort of a good vibe and a good sort of uh, appealing beat to me that other the, the next one is even more um well i guess it comes across a bit more positive i guess well, it's because it's from the late 90s, right? When did it come out? Yeah. Uh, probably around that time, yeah. Let's just, yeah, late yeah. 90s, I would say. Late 90s, right? So this is this is just right at the turn of the millennium. And so we were still in the sparkly, bright 90s. Like, to me, late 90s music is like sunny California stuff. Yeah, no, there's no problem. Ra radio hits, you know, like after Kurt Cobain blew, blew his brains out, Pop music and rock music just became like having a good time and whatever. And then you had like Limp Biscuit and all the new metal bullshit for all of the like, you know, suburban angry kids. But in terms of like big radio pop hits, it was just big, danceable, singable anthems. Now, this song comes along and it's got a bit of an edge to it, but it's still, but sonically, it's still the mood of it is still very up, but if the but the lyrics yeah. are kind of sour, so let's let, let's mm -hmm. check it out. You got the music in you. Don't let 
end with thing. Mm-hmm. I just always felt like it it referred to a to a time I was almost too old for the song when I came yeah. out. Yeah, me too. So but I but it so it felt like it was pulling me back to younger years mm-hmm. and it was always it gave me a good feeling. It was sort of a feel good song. And then and then all of a sudden, yes, it becomes sort of aggressive. <laughs> and I sort of what what? <laughs> As you said, like, okay, now we're gonna go after all of them. <laughs> like Yeah. And it's such an interesting mashup of things. Mm. Like the nineteen seventy five song. Uh, I'd love it if we made it. You know, the verses are um, talking about the plight of being a confused generation with with not very many prospects. Wake up, kids. We got the dreamer's disease. Age 14, they got you down on your knees. So polite. We're, We're busy still saying please. Frenemies who, when you're down, ain't your friend. That might be the first use of the word frenemy in a pop lyric. Every night we sm- smash a Mercedes Benz. First we run, then we'll laugh till we cry. So that very much sounds like what the 1975 did in their song, right? Like shooting heroin mm-hmm. in cars, fucking in cars, you know, being self-destructive. Hello, everybody. Daniel here. Just cutting in to say that we had to cut much of the conversation Carice and I had about the new Radicals song just for the purposes of time. Um, we got into quite a bit more talking about this interesting collision between sweet and sour optimism and cynicism which is so emblematic of that moment in cultural history just before the turn of the millennium and uh yeah it was a really interesting conversation if you want to hear the entire thing plus a bunch more extra content in this episode uh, become a patreon member by going to patreon.com slash let's get lyrical signing up for only five bucks a month You get extended episodes of every single episode we do, at least half an hour of extra content. Uh, Plus, you get to watch the entire thing on YouTube, a video version of the episode, so you can read along with us. What's more, you get exclusive access to custom playlists based on the songs we choose for each episode. You get to ask uh, priority questions of our live stream guests, like Leanne Rimes, uh, this week. And a bunch more. So go to patreon.com slash let's get lyrical. Five bucks a month gets you all those perks. And you get the satisfaction of knowing you're helping this podcast stay afloat and be sustainable. Uh, we really appreciate you. Anyway, thanks for listening. And now back to the episode. We got such an enthusiastic response on our YouTube video of you related, you uh, reacting, well, us reacting to Tupac that mm-hmm. uh, I want to make sure we we include some good hip hop content for the people. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it just so happens that this is one of the greatest songs about, mm-hmm. about youth, I think of all time. Uh, and it's by the Wu-Tang Clan. This song is called Cream and it's probably their most famous iconic anthem. And Cream is an acronym and you will, we will, we will see exactly what it stands for. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Have you heard the song before? No, but I, I really love that groove. And then the Isn't piano. What is, what is that? 
Um, I forget. It's a sample from something. I mean, RZA, genius uh, musical producer. I mean, he would take samples from Kung Fu flicks and old jazz records and just the okay. weirdest stuff and put it together. And it's slightly out of tune. Um, I forget what the sample is, but it's some old soul song basically right um, this also feels like you can you can listen this for to this for an hour oh i know it, the, the yeah, beat is incredible i mean and the whole album is incredible he just oh. creates these beds of of and, and there's 10 or i guess at the time nine different mcs each with their own style just going to town on these beats you know cool. um so my favorite verse is the second one by inspector deck but just looking at Raekwon's verse, it's just very much about growing up on the streets, learning to hustle, uh, to fight for territory, selling drugs. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side, staying alive was no jive. That's one of the most <laughs> iconic first lines in hip hop history. Had second hands, moms bounced on old man, right? My mom, you know, left my dad. So then we moved to Shaolin land. Well, Shaolin is what they called Staten Island. They made their whole mythology based on Kung Fu, Kung Fu flicks. And Shaolin was, um, and Wu-Tang were names that came from martial arts flicks, karate flicks. Mm -hmm. They would sneak into or go see as kids. And they became obsessed with it. And it became their lore and their mythology. So they named them, many of them named themselves like Ghostface Killer and Raekwon and, you know, Master Killer, like these, these like ninja kung fu type names um mm -hmm. a young youth what's <laughs> i i i realized after i chose this song that you know the theme of this episode is youth and the word youth appears in this song twice a young youth rocking the gold tooth low goose that's uh polo goose down jackets only mm -hmm. way i begin to g off was drug loot the only way i could get anywhere for was by selling drugs let's start it like this one uh, let's start it like this, son, rolling with this one and that one, pulling out gats for fun, like just learning as a, I mean, I think they were 9, 10, 11 when they started slinging drugs in the projects. Wow. That's what they had to do. Yeah. But it was a, just a dream for the teen who was a fiend, started smoking woolies at 16. Woolies are uh, cigarettes. Um, I think joints rolled up with a little bit of coke in them. Uh, and running up in gates and doing hits for high stakes, making my way on fire escapes. The way they um, they pile rhymes on top of each other and running up in gate uh, and running up in gates and doing hits for high stakes, making my way on fire escapes. No question, I would speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. I think there might be a YouTube video of me from like 15 years ago playing this song and get on on piano and rapping to it. If people want to look that up, <laughs> I don't know if it's still out there. <laughs> um but anyway you know just just describing the life and not glorifying it particularly this isn't a like yeah i'm so badass it's a very kind of gritty naturalistic realistic almost scorsese like depiction of his reality mm -hmm. as a kid i've listened to his autobiography i listened to his the audiobook of raekwon telling his story and this is taken right from the pages of his own life um you know sometimes supplementing 
they had single moms, you know, usually the, the father wasn't in the picture. So they were bringing home money and supplementing the income and helping feed their brothers and sisters. I mean, it was a, it's third world shit. The reality is growing up here in New York city in the 1980s, which was a completely, you know, these neighborhoods were bombed out, burned out, uh, completely divested from white people had fled to the suburbs. Um, just unimaginable circumstances really, Mm. um, to grow up in. And what I find always very poignant about it, cash rules, everything around me, cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Well, that sounds like a kind of a capitalist swaggery kind of boast, but it's also Mm. a lament. It's, there's nothing really celebratory about it. It's just saying, these are the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar, dollar bill. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. Yeah. Now you grew up in a social democracy in a, in a, you know, a, 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 a European uh, welfare state that. Legoland. Has, Legoland that pretends to take care of its people at least, or maybe even it does, you know, you have healthcare. <laughs> yeah. No, there's. We have a safety net. You have a safety net. Yeah. I assume there is also structural racism there and poverty. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. But but not on that scale, obviously. Not on that scale. The cracks no, that no. people fall through are not nearly as big or as no. or as built in, you know, and there are yeah. there are there are like you say, a net to catch people. Yeah. But this is the verse that to me is just Shakespeare. Um Inspector Deck is I think is one of the most underrated rappers of all time. I just wanna I'll just read the whole thing because it's remarkable. It's been 22 long, or I, you know what? <laughs> I think the people would really enjoy it if you read it. You want to, you want to read this one? It's been 22 long. <laughs> no, sorry. Just, just, just read it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I can't rap at all, of course. Uh, it's been 22 long, hard years. I'm still struggling. Survival got me bugging, but I'm alive on arrival. Let's I stop there. The let's let's, let's, yeah. let's pause there. Because like Shakespeare, yeah. you can break down every single line. It's been 22... Keep in mind that he's 22 writing this, mm-hmm. which is, I'll bring it back to that at the very end of this. Um, I'm still struggling. Survival got me bugging. Bugging means like flipping out, right? It's like, it's driving me crazy, but mm-hmm. I'm alive on arrival, which is a play on dead on arrival. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Keep going. I peep at the shape of the streets. Um, I peep at the shape of the streets and stay awake to the ways of the world because shit is deep. Listen to that. I peep at the shape of the streets and stay awake to the ways of the world because shit is deep. He's a master of internal rhymes. This is the guy that wrote, I bomb atomically. Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can't define how I be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robbery. Flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. I mean, he's just, he's, he's just an absolute He's a walking lexicon and he can create these cascades of sounds, but I peep at the shape of the streets. I take, so peep means to look at, but not just look at it, really examine it. Like peep this, Mm -hmm. like a peeping Tom, you know, Mm -hmm. to really spy on something, to really examine it and stay awake to the ways of the world because shit is deep. Well, that's the original meaning of the word woke. Hmm. To stay awake to the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. Now, the word has become completely bastardized and cheapened by everyone on all sides of the culture war debate, right? Yeah. On the one hand, 
social justice progressive people use it to mean that you have the right values, the right beliefs, you support the right people or whatever, but that's not what it meant. It meant staying aware to the forces that are oppressing you mm. and to the systems that keep the thing in place. And then, you know, you got right-wingers making fun of it, but there's nothing to make fun of. It's it's a survive it's necessary survival tool. If you don't stay awake to the ways of the world that's trying to keep you down, you're, this is the only way out is if this awareness, this mental fitness. And these guys were part of the 5% nation, which is a sect of the nation of Islam that really teaches black men to respect themselves. Their core lesson is that the black man is God, not in the sense of better than everybody else, but that the like God isn't some spook out there in the, in the clouds, but rather we our people are the embodiment of the divine here on this planet, which is mm -hmm. such a empowering and subversive thing to teach kids in this situation. Yeah. Like that's, you know, and I have a friend who grew up in that, in that culture and it, it was such medicine for him given the circumstances he was growing up in here in Brooklyn. All right. Anyway, see, that's only four lines in, but shit is deep. And even that phrase shit is deep is such a, beautiful understated way of saying life is rich and complicated and dangerous and amazing um all right keep going <laughs> um <laughs> and if you want if you want to say anything too please feel free but i'm just so excited no 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 you yeah no you do it no. um a man with a dream with plans to make cream which failed i went to jail at the age of 15 You hear that internal rhyme, yeah, which yeah. failed. I went to jail at the age of 15. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it, it, as, a, as a monologue, it would work great as well. Like just spoken words. Incredibly well. Incredibly yeah. well. Yeah. A, uh, a young buck selling drugs and such who never had much, trying to get a clutch at what I could not. And the word that he doesn't say is trying could to get not. a clutch at what I could not touch. Touch. And I've heard version I've heard versions of the song where that is there, but somehow for some reason I think <clears throat> I think Rizza must have edited out the word touch. And what that creates in my mind, because it's the obvious way to finish that sentence, right? A young buck selling drugs and such who never had much, trying to get a clutch at what I could not touch. Mm -hmm. But he can't touch it. So what I could <laughs> not uh, <clears throat> Yeah. That's almost like automatopoeia by omission. You 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 feel the the gap by omitting the word. Uh yeah. the court the court played me short. Now I face incarceration. The court played me short, meaning I got fucked around by the legal system. Mm -hmm. But imagine saying that in those five little words, and there's a rhyme in there. The court played me short, now I face incarceration pacing going upstate's my destination well i went to jail not at the age of 15 oh, yeah. but, at the, but at the age of 45 when i was living in mexico and i overstayed my tourist visa i had much more reason to go to jail than this kid did at 15 for selling drugs to survive but i got put in an immigration prison and i learned about pacing i paced every day <laughs> that's how i kept myself <laughs> occupied so i i never <laughs> thought that i would be able to relate to this but actually pacing the yard or pacing my little COVID quarantine room when I got COVID in there. 
It's how I spent my days. Mm. Going upstate's my destination. Upstate in New York State is a way of saying going to jail because a number of the maximum security prisons, or not just max security, but you know the the sort of notorious prisons people go to, Sing Sing, um, Attica, they're upstate from here. You know, you take the bus up there. This line is so heartbreaking. Handcuffed in back of a bus, forty of us. Life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. Yeah. And the and the internal rhyme between forty and shorty. Yeah. Handcuffed in back of a bus, forty of us. Life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. It every line is like these got these. It's like ropes tied to each other. It's pulled tight. It's just ugh, it's so fucking satisfying. But as the world turned, I learned life is hell. As the world turns is a soap opera yeah. of, rich, of rich people living it up. But in his world, as the world turned, I learned life is hell. Living in the world, no different from a cell. So whether you're in jail or out in the world, it's no different. Yeah. Every day I escape from Jake's, given chase. Jake's is a slang for cops. Selling bass, cocaine. Smoking bones, cigarettes or or blunts or, or joints, or I'm not sure if there's a specific meaning to bones, but smoking bones in the staircase. And then he starts to interrogate, why do I choose, why do I smoke weed so much? Though I don't know why I chose to smoke cess. I guess that's the time when I'm not depressed. Mm. But I'm still depressed. And I ask, what's it worth? Ready to give up, so I seek the old earth. Now, in the 5% nation cosmology, the old earth would be his mother or a matriarch figure in the community because it's the, it's, they're called the nation of the gods and the earths. The gods are the men, the earths are the women. Mm-hmm. So the old earth would be his mother or his grandmother. So he's actually talking about going to seek solace and guidance from an older person as a youth mm-hmm. seeking out an elder who yeah. explained working hard may help you maintain to learn to overcome the heartaches and pain and look at the context. We got stick up kids, corrupt cops and crack rocks and stray shots all on the block that stays hot. Another fuselage of rhymes, right? Stick up kids, corrupt cops and crack rocks and stray shots all on the block that stays hot. It almost feels like a volley of bullets. Mm. That, mm-hmm. that line. And here's the second reference to youth. Leave it up to me while I be living proof to kick the truth to the young black youth. Remember how old he is when he's singing this? Mm, 22. And now he's a wizened old grizzled veteran kicking Mm. the truth to the young black youth. I love the sort of redundancy of that, the young youth. But Shorty's running wild, smoking cess, drinking beer, and ain't trying to hear what I'm kicking in his ear. These kids these days, they're not trying to listen to my 22-year-old ass. Mm -hmm. You know, they're 18. They think they know everything. Take it from a 22-year-old. And he's, that's who he was, maybe, Mm -hmm. or maybe even at 14 before he went to jail, which just says so much about how quickly he had to grow up. Neglected for now, but yo, it got to be accepted that what? That life is hectic. (laughs) To to put it mildly. Put it mildly. (laughs) It's funny because that he, he, the the world is he- the life is hectic is so sort of an understatement. I've always felt that as a, as a final line. Yeah. What else can you say? 
Me personally? <laughs> no, well, well, no, but it's like, I hope, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love it if we made it. I'd like it if we made yeah. it, you know? Like, what can you, like, the situation these kids were in, these black kids living in, in inner city America in the 1980s, that fast-tracked them to the kind of attitude and outlook and perspective on their future that these rich idle white kids singing about, <laughs> you know, fucking in cars and doing heroin in in 2018 in the song that we looked mm -hmm. at earlier by the 1975, the band, the 1975. Yeah. yeah. That sense of bleakness and not having a future. Now, at least with these kids, there was a sense of maybe there's a way out of this if we hustle hard enough, either in the drug game or the rap game. But yeah. it's an but can you imagine being 22 and writing this? Amazing. Yeah, really amazing. Yeah. Very impressive. And so nice to listen to, even though you know, Oof. you know, it's, it's a, yeah. It goes down so smooth. And that's the craft of the beats. Yeah. And the artistry of the, the lyrical swordsmanship yeah. uh it just yeah it all comes together so nice. it all comes together yeah. the cadences and every single one of these nine wu-tang members has a completely different flow and to have mm. all of them on the same album coming at you it's there's a reason that they're legends you know yeah, um, yeah. but this this was the song that introduced them to the world and it's the one that you know gets everyone yeah the most hyped at their concerts hmm. i it just i just marvel at this verse every time it's, it might be my favorite rap verse of all time well, actually yeah. it's just absolutely perfect and it's relatively long it's a relatively long rap verse but it's um it's beautiful storytelling it's insightful yeah. it's thoughtful yeah. it's honest yeah and it's not it's also not um gets it's still poetic it's not it's not rough i mean it's rough the the content is rough but the it's vulnerable too and it's but it's not vulgar that's i guess what i'm it's not that nope. it, of course this, this is different this is a different era as well but yep um yeah it's no it's it, it's very plain spoken it's not glorifying or exalting anything which yeah. i can't judge anyone if they if they do glorify the way that they coped you know that's another way of coping but you're right uh it's there's something very sober about it there's something yeah. very uh kind of uh solemn about it it's a very yeah. solemn verse yeah it's not look at us being these i mean yes it's look at us being these people but or being this leading leading these lives but it's as you said it's not glorified it's not romanticized or whatever and it's not trying to hide the pain of it yeah, yeah, it's not saying, yeah. yeah, this is awesome. Isn't it great that the world is this way and that we had these, that these were our choices. Remember in yeah. the Tupac song we looked at a few weeks ago, he says, uh, you know, no more hesitation. Every, every black male's trapped and they wonder why we're suicidal running around strapped. Mr. Police, please try to see that there's a million motherfuckers stressing just like me. Only God can judge me. It's that... Mm. This song came out before that one. Yeah, yeah. It's that tradition of just gritty street reportage, 
street yeah, journalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. telling it like it is. And if, yeah. you know, if white people glorify it or fetishize it, that's on us. And if white people don't want to hear it or judge it, that's also on us. Because yeah. all he's doing is just telling you what's going on, which makes the first yeah. line of the first verse also extra resonant for me. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Well, Chuck D called rap the black CNN. And this is the only kind of journalism. This is how, this is how I, this is my main avenue for learning about that reality. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't really learn about it in elite no. media. No. Or you only learn about it through like very particular filters. Yeah. And that's why also why art is so powerful. People get to speak for themselves. Yeah. Okay. I think that's cream. <laughs> you got time for one more of yours? Well, well if if we do it quick, I mean, I we can do it quick, I think. Okay. What is I it? Just let it's it's um Lippy Kids by Elbow. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, I wonder if it's sung from someone who's actually, you know, behind a window looking at these kids. Yeah. You know, it's, and again, there's a a sort of sadness and sort of melancholy dripping from it. Um, Nostalgia, remembering the limitations of it. I like that he keeps coming back to the thing he never perfected, that Simeon stroll. Like, I, I was never even very good at it. (laughs) <laughs> now yeah. what's really funny is that in the lyric video it said the cigarette senate was everything then here it says this that cigarette scent it was everything then which is probably closer to what the actual lyric is but when he said <laughs> cigarette senate i was thinking of the smoker's pit like the play like that group of kids that would all go yeah. and smoke i would think of them as like a little congress a little senate <laughs> I, I, I i'd like to think that's the lyric the cigarette yeah. senate um and that yeah, this question: Do they know those days are golden? Build it's, a you know, it's, it's, Yeah, it's just so. And then when he, when and, you know, again, like it's also the the combination of the music. But build a rocket boy. It's so. It's build you know, he's he feeling it, and then he's just throwing it out there. Yeah. It's just you know. Well, right, and that's with the exclamation mark. But then he says it kind of more subdued. Build a rocket boys, just to himself, right? You're, mm-hmm. I, I like that image of him behind the glass calling out to them and then he realizes they can't hear him and he's not even calling out to them he's calling out to himself in the past yeah but he can't stop himself from um from reaching out to that memory yeah settling like crows and that's uh one long june i came down from the trees and curbstone cool you were a freshly painted angel walking on walls, stealing booze and hour long hungry kisses. And nobody knew me at home anymore. Wow. Yeah. That's exceptional lyric writing. And it doesn't even sound like a lyric. It just sounds like a, a poem, 
but it's mm-hmm. beautifully, beautifully set to this this very slow, patient music. It reminds me a lot of a song by a Canadian group that I was going to bring in. I don't think we have time for it. But the Tragically Hip were our Canada's favorite band. And their lead singer, Gord Downey, died of a brain tumor um, back in 2017. And the whole country mourned. Justin Trudeau shed tears in a press conference. Like, they were our uh, sort of indescribable what they meant to the country. The New York Times did a whole article about Canada mourning for them. They have a song called Ahead by a Century that's very much about remembering this time in youth with similar language the the verse goes uh first thing we'd climb a tree and maybe then we'd talk or sit silently and listen to our thoughts illusions of some day cast in a golden light no dress rehearsal this is our life and yeah. the chorus is you are ahead by a century and disappointing you's getting me down which not exactly mm-hmm. sure what that means but it's got this same feeling of an adult looking back on a teenage crush a teenage love through that lens of that pure beautiful um just the perfection and simplicity of that time and the sadness of not being able to get back there and also being able to see through it now because you know better yeah but it doesn't stop yeah. you from reaching for it yeah Yeah, pretty similar, actually. This was really great. Thank you for suggesting this theme. I I thought that was that's such a rich topic that can go in so many different directions. I think that's a really good clue for us in future episodes to just pick words. Just yeah, words yeah. that mean Because so many different a, things. Yeah, they can just it's just it's just an association. Think of the range of songs we did today. Tom Waits, Elbow, Wu Tang, New Radicals, Janice Ian. Yeah, true. Who else? Uh, who else was there? Uh, 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 um, uh, 1975. The 1975, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good eclectic mix. I like. Good, good eclectic mix. Um, folks, thank you for listening. Please subscribe on this please platform. Subscribe. Whatever you're listening. Please subscribe, exactly. <laughs> uh, please rate and review. Uh, yeah. And head on over to patreon.com slash let's get lyrical and throw us a few bucks, five bucks a month, and you'll get even longer episodes, much more delightful banter, custom playlists, all kinds of other exclusive perks. And if you're listening on Monday, February 27th, which is the day this episode comes out, then tomorrow is our second ever lyrical live stream featuring the one and only Leanne Rhymes. And we'll be, we'll be talking to her. And um, if you miss it, if you don't get to watch the live stream, the only way to go back and watch the entire thing is to become a Patreon subscriber for five bucks a month. That is one of the perks, unlimited archival replays of the live streams. For everyone else, we'll be putting out shorter clips of that episode on YouTube, and we'll put out a much shortened version of it in our very next podcast episode next week in the first week of March. So that's the deal. I feel you make me feel so young, Carice, as the as the as the Frank Sinatra oh, song goes. Yes, we could have gone there as well. You make I mean, me feel so, so young. So young. You make me feel like spring has sprung. Bells do what is it? Bells to be rung.
All right, Chris, thank you very much for your thank you. time, patience, energy, care, insight, beauty, wisdom, and, and wallpaper. wallpaper. Wow, that was weird. That was really weird. We're on the same wavelength, you and me. This is what happens. You know how when, when girls live together in college after a while or go to summer camp oh, together, the same their, period? Their, their menstrual cycle starts to sync up. <laughs> this Two is people exactly start the same. We start doing a podcast after a while. Our, 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 we're oh, on each funny. other's frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Bye now.